Hey, 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 welcome back. Another exciting episode. Today, some old friends zooming in from the beautiful province of Saskatchewan. We've got Laddie and Shelly James, very, very experienced real estate investors, very, very experienced entrepreneurs, and just a rock and roll couple all over. So you guys, welcome to the show. Great to see you again. So good to see you, Dave. Wonderful to see you again. I don't so, know about rock and roll, but. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I consider you guys a rock and roll couple, that's for sure. So tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate investing, how long you've been doing it, and kind of like where you're at right now. What does the portfolio look like? So when did it first yeah. start? When we first met. <laughs> Actually, probably before, but really our first date was a cup of coffee and driving around looking at real estate. That is and, the weirdest first date I've ever heard of. <laughs> well, we're we're kind of weird like that. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I don't wonder you've been together so long. So, so yeah. that was, if you don't mind sharing, what year would that have been? 1986. 86. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. All right. So you started started off the relationship looking at properties. When did you purchase your first revenue property together? It was our, our first, first house, actually, uh-huh. that we did an agreement for sale. We convinced because we had no money. Yeah. <laughs> we got a couple thousand dollars that was gifted to us, luckily at the point in time, by my parents and bought this house. And six months later, came up with the down payment and it had rental in it. Ah. And so that was our key is that pretty much every house we ever lived in up to the one we are in currently had some form of rental, either under us, over us, or beside us. Beside us. So you had a suite in that property or something like that, a secondary suite. Yeah, Yeah. or a duplex or something. We So you house hacked from day one, pretty hard. That's the term nowadays, is house hacking. (laughs) House hacked, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that fits us. (laughs) (laughs) And and so what does your portfolio look like today? What kind of properties you guys own and where are most of them? In Saskatoon, that's our been our primary focus. We we have had in the past, we had some properties in BC that we had sold. And we were able to manage. And I know many people like would like to say, you know, have somebody else manage it. In our case, we've opted that we do the management in-house. Right. And you two are, you know, you're very entrepreneurial. You've been running your own businesses alongside the real estate investing. Talk to us a little bit about the the challenges and ups and downs of, of trying to balance all of that out, plus having a family. There is no such thing as balance. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in motion, balance is because you're in motion. Hmm. You can't put, stop putting one foot in front of the other, otherwise you fall over. Hmm. So for us, as long as we're moving forward, that's balance in our world. And we just, we love doing it. And Definitely, there are days where you kind of shake your head and go like, what were we thinking? And yet you look back and those are the most memorable times. And I think it's worked out because we're sort of on the same page. I I would hope you're quite, quite on the same page at this point. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 24-7. Yeah, for sure. And I think the definition of entrepreneur is never stop work 24-7, but loving it. As long as you're loving it. That's super important. Okay, you guys, so you've been in the game for quite some time. What would you say is the primary makeup 
of your portfolio? Are they like these single family homes with secondary suites? Are they kind of a mix of those and small multifamilies? Like what kind of range do you guys have in your portfolio? Single families is a primary, but location is is key for us. Yeah, We have to be willing to live in any one of our houses before we would have one. That's one of the big things I remember about you guys is it's a very high quality of rental that you have. And quite frankly, you did live in quite a few of those properties. <laughs> we, <laughs> have. <laughs> we have, and we may live in some of them again. <laughs> Who, knows? Yeah. Who knows? As a result, we've had an amazing tenant profile, I guess you could say, because ultimately your house isn't really worth anything. It's the person who's in it that's worth something mm. in our world. So we've been fortunate that a majority of our of our tenants have been with us for 5, 10, 15 years. Wow. And typically if they move, they will move within about a two block radius of the location that they're at because they just love where they are. And they've mm. only left usually because we refuse to sell them the house that they're renting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They get, which yeah. is kind of a bittersweet moment, right? You're yeah. losing a great tenant, but somebody's getting into, into their home own, their own home as an owner versus a renter. So that's, that's always kind of nice to see. So yeah, you guys, a lot is based on relationship with your tenants. I know you go above and beyond for, for them and you see them as more, more than just how most people see tenants. So over the years, you've built up this portfolio. You love the idea of having tenants in there long-term. That's really interesting because I was just attending our local real estate investment club meeting a few months ago here in BC. And the landlords are basically saying, our goal is to have the exact opposite of that. The goal is to have turnover as quickly as possible, because the challenge in BC and Ontario and a few other provinces is we have very pretty tight rental controls. So if you get a tenant in a property, you cannot raise the rent more than 1% or 2% a year, which the government you know, says is, is the max, no matter what's happening with inflation, no matter what's happening with interest rates, no matter what. So a lot of these landlords are really kind of hoping that a tenant will be in and out in a year, year and a half, and then they can get somebody else in there at fair market rent at that time. What, what are your thoughts around that? What's been your experience around that? And is it similar or different in Saskatchewan? Well, Saskatchewan doesn't have tight rental control. Right. You can raise rent at market rents, market rates if needed. If needed, yeah. yeah if needed. With that said, as you know, if you, if you have a tenant move out, your cost of getting that house back to some state, depending on the house, of course, May, depending on the tenant, <laughs> yeah, depending on the tenant more, it may end up costing you more than you ever thought. Yeah, and and for us, we do annual rental increases. We we try to keep them at a at a reasonable amount, mm-hmm. but also we've ensured that the value is there. Things are repaired immediately. The, the quality, of the work is there, and the locations are there, so that initially when they move in. They're just like, wow, I can't believe I got this place. This is this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And they ultimately want to stay there. And for us, that's that's the big thing. We we like to refer to it as a first date principle. So if you if you imagine there's there's three different scenarios. One's you're dating, 
once you're going out and the other you're getting married or you right. are married. Yep. And so in, in some instances, the relationships that you have with people is that you're just going out. So it's, it's sort of casual or you're sorry, you're dating. That's casual. Others you are going out. So it's, it's more than just casual. There's some connection there. And then the third is that you're married to them. You're committed. Yep. You're committed. And now the, the challenge sometimes can be that one person thinks they're dating and the other thinks they're committed, which is <laughs> completely, it doesn't work. Been, been there. Yep. Been there. Talking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about real estate here. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah that's right. It's real estate. That's, that's another episode. <laughs> but it's, and I always say, you know, imagine how you would, how things would look if you treated everybody like it was your first date. Mm. And so every interaction you have, it's sort of deciding on, are we dating? Are we going out or are we married? And, you know, sometimes things happen. Sometimes there's agreements. Sometimes there's disagreements. Sometimes it's like, oh, I can't believe we were getting that call. But ultimately, you place your value that way. And it, it totally changes the scenario when you go into it. Yeah. And it's it's worked really well for us over the years. So what does that look like in real life? I mean, I kind of get that as a concept, but what does treating it like a first date look like with a tenant or a prospective tenant or a even more importantly, a tenant that's been with you for five years? I think one of the keys is, is being authentic always. And because when we have conversations with them, they know that we mean what we say and we say what we mean. So there's no wondering, trying to read between the lines, any of that. It's we tell them what they need to hear. They tell us what they need us to hear. Mm -hmm. And the communication is key. I've often said that people have asked us, how have you stayed married so long? What's your, what's your secret? And I, it's, I think you've got your three C's to success. If <laughs> we I don't, do. I was we trying do. to repeat that to somebody the other day and I forgot the last C. So remind us your three C's to a successful long-term happy marriage. Communication. Communication. Yeah. Commitment, commitment. Compromise. And not always in that order. And that works in all relationships. And we yeah. carry that over with the relationships we have with our tenants hmm. so that they know we're authentic because we do communicate. We're on top of things when they call or text, usually text something that they need. And we get right back to them, let them know we're working on it. Sometimes it takes a hot minute, as they say, yeah. to get things done because trades are so busy. But you but communicate we, that, right? They they know what's going on that that you haven't forgotten that you're you're on it. It's just beyond your control because nobody's available at that moment. And sometimes it's it's that, but the communication is key, and it just stays with them so that that door is always open. Hmm. Yeah, well, COVID was a great example. I mean, we, I always laugh now. I say <laughs> back in the day. I meant three years ago, back in the day. And so when that happened, immediately, the first thing we did is we reached out, contacted each and every one of them, said, we know there's challenges. Is there anything that we can help you with? We don't know if we can, but let us know. And very proactive. Even when you don't want to be. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was a scary. It was a scary <laughs> conversation <laughs> or a scary message to send because we didn't know what the answer was going to be. Everyone thankfully kept up on their rents Wow! and everybody stayed. And, you know, we were, we were thankful for that because as a lot of people don't know that you can't necessarily, it, it doesn't always work out like you think it does. Right. Yeah. 
Well, especially at that time, nobody knew what the heck was going to happen. That was just a complete unknown for everybody. It seemed like the the world was crashing down. It seemed like the black plague was at our doorstep. Yeah. Didn't quite turn out that way, but you know, that's kind of how it felt at that Absolutely. time. So it was scary for everybody. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. It well, was but the response from our tenants, all of them, was thank you so much for reaching out. And on our part, we were terrified <laughs> to ask the question, yeah. but it was gratitude on on their part that we did. So it was definitely nice. that's right a step. class, that's a class act, you guys. That that is top notch. <laughs> so switching gears a little bit. We were talking a little bit off camera about some of the fun stuff, interesting stuff that you guys have been up to since I last saw you a few years ago. So what's what's been going on in your real estate investing over the last year or two? What have you been up to? That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there. This is Dave DeBow, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book chatwithdave.com. Well, we got the first residential home. We were the first house to in Saskatoon to get formally rezoned and legalized for Airbnb. As it stands, Airbnb is illegal in the city of Saskatoon for single family homes or or well to have an entire home that's Airbnb. So if you if you own the home and you're living in it, mm-hmm. then it's a really easy process. But if you do not live in the home and you want to have the entire home as an Airbnb, it's required or it should be that yeah. you go through this process. And it's, you know, it involves public consultation. You you have to put out 2500 bucks whether you get approved or not. And we were the first one to do that. But we were also no, the first no one. Wonder. <laughs> yeah. No and, wonder you were the first one to do that. And we were the first one to have a legal suite in an Airbnb. So even the the appraisal companies were like, we have no idea. We don't even know what to tell you on this one because we've never seen it before. So first of all, why did you decide to do that? And then before I forget, my second question is going to be two questions. Second thing, what did that do for cash flow? And number three, what did that do for the value of the property? Because now it's legally zoned for that. So number one, why did you do it? We kind of didn't have a choice. We got a phone call from our tenant and said, the toilet's backing up in the basement. Yep. And we're like, okay, so, you know, get the guy in to- Camera, you brought a it. camera. Yep. And, yep. and he said, guys- not, not a pretty picture, but anyhow. <laughs> to, make, to make a long story short, he's like, guys, your plumbing's failing. Like mm-hmm. these are your main lines under the house. And the cast iron collapsed essentially- you know, just the year of the house and such like that. And it's in a super great area, trendy area near Broadway. So it's a beautiful area, restaurants, shopping, things like that. And so we had to gut the entire basement. So we had to remove amazing tenants. Uh, they And they were, they were wanting to come back, actually. They removed amazing tenants. We have to gut an entire basement, yeah. everything. The concrete had to come out. Everything came out and the bills just mounted and mounted and mounted and mounted. And we were into it 
or a lot of money, which <laughs> involves a hundred in front of it and no more and, and no income for about eight months out of that property. Right. So then we looked at what are our options and we thought, you know, you could have it as a separate. So, so sorry. So insurance didn't cover any of this. This was nope. uninsured. Yeah. Uninsurable. Yeah. yeah. Nothing at all. And okay. held up a bit due to the city being able to get their people in to do the connection. Um, they were, they were, they decided to replace all the water lines in the area. So we were waiting, waiting, waiting and another whole story. Yeah. But so then we decided that this would be our, our decision to, to see what we could do with the Airbnb and it's, it's turned out to be a spectacular decision. Um, but again, we we went all out. Like we've got quartz countertops, we've got fireplaces, we've got brand new furniture, like everything was new when we did it. So that again, it's somewhere that we would stay without a question. What has that translated to as far as the difference in cash flow on that property? And <laughs> did you have experience doing Airbnb stuff prior? Or was this your uh, kind of first kick of the can? There was a tiny, we, we did some arbitrage in Calgary. Hmm. So we rented a couple of apartments and, and Airbnb them. Yeah. And just seeing the amount of money that you could make, it was a little bit harder in, in Calgary in an apartment type situation. But in the house here with the two suites, the income is significantly greater yeah. than we could have ever made as as a single family home. Yeah, it's about two point about two point five times more. Wow, the income or the net cash flow? The income. So the net cash flow is way more than that higher. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And now understand, we have a huge bill. Like yeah. we spent a significant amount of money. It's going to take this. a little while to recoup the. Six-figure reno that you had to do. Yes, yeah, but it's least possible now. Much, yeah. much faster than it would have been just to rent it out as a single well, family. It would have never happened as a single family. So how much was the property worth before the disaster? And now that it's zoned like it is now, what's your best guess on what it's worth now? I'm we probably were at about 450 because of the location, and we're probably pushing about six now. Yet they're not really sure how to evaluate it because in, a, in an odd way, it's like a commercial property now. Well, I'm thinking so, yeah. Because and they're just looking at this based on a, a typical residential. Yeah. yeah. So they, they don't even know how to evaluate because they had nothing like you're this you're the before. first. You're the yeah. first in yeah. Saskatoon. Because, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. This is now more like valuing a small inn, yeah, hotel, motel, commercial type property which is legally able to be operated as a short-term rental. Therefore, comparable rents are for short-term rentals, not for long-term, you know. Yeah, absolutely. that's correct. All right. Well, that is exciting stuff, you guys. Cool, cool, cool. Well, time flies when we're having fun. But as we wrap this up, uh, we were chatting before we jumped on because we're we're working on a bit of a tardy book project together. But this is our <laughs> our second one that we're doing. And you're, you guys were, were talking about the impact. We've always talked about this over the years. The impact being an author has on you. So we did a book together, my goodness, at least 10 years ago now, I'm thinking. What did that do for you guys? It gives you credibility that you don't get any other way. People, oh, you, you've written a book? And all of a sudden, it's like you are now the guru. 
on the topic. And it changes how they talk to you, how they listen to you, how they invest with you, everything. You want to talk about 10Xing? I hear that everywhere these days. That's how to 10X. Wow. How do you guys utilize the book and what do you use it for? We give it out almost like a business card. Yeah. So when we're doing... I, I call the, it a business card on steroids. Yeah. yeah it, it's at least, you know, hundred and some pages of business card. Yeah. And it's it's just nice because it gives, again, some credibility and it it gives more of a conversation than yeah. a business card would. Like this is just something as a here, you know, take a look at this, just something that we did and we'd like to share it with you. And so it helps with that conversation. And again, it's that 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 way of building a relationship. So often we, we talk about things with respect to it being a relationship, but we don't act nor do we transact like it's a relationship. And th- there's a big difference in doing that, I found in, in what we found. And part of our biggest success is, you know, how we transact and picking the right partner. Like when we talk about with your program, you know, the money partners and, and, and how you partner up with people, it makes a big difference in your life if you can be on the same page with the person that yeah. you're with. I mean, it, it just makes it that much easier to do deals, transact deals. And for that, I'm super thankful. And yeah. we have a built-in sounding board, you know, with each other. And in one way, we're bad for each other because we're... When no it comes common to, sense. When it comes to real estate, we, we sell each other all day long. <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, it you know, when you're thinking of an idea, if you can't talk it out with the person that you spend the most time with, like you have to go find somebody. And Mm -hmm. this way, you know, Lottie can come home and he can say, hey, I saw this deal, you know, what do you think? And we'll talk the numbers, we'll talk location, we talk all of the things that will go into it and decide on, you know, whether it's a, a good idea, as opposed to having to go find somebody that you can bend an ear. Right, right. No, that's fantastic, you guys. And and so with the book, under what what occasions are you kind of finding to give that out? Or how how have you used that as lead generation, so to speak, for prospective investors or tenants? Or or what do you use it for? With typically either investments or with some of the different things that we're involved with at grads or different functions, or let's say you're at a trade show where you'll have them and people ask about them. As you know, from previous conversations with the charity that Shelly created. TLC at home went back in 2006. And we talk about that in, in the book. Right. You know, we will say uh, through donation to the charity, you can buy the book, but then also we'll, we'll give them out. We give them out to the grads, the beauty colleges that, well, Lottie sponsors an award every year to somebody who thinks outside the box. And so we give a book also along with a $500 scholarship. Nice. In thinking that, you know, these are people that are just getting started out and maybe this can ultimately help them be successful in their their path ahead. Oh, that's wonderful, you guys. No, that's beautiful. I love what you guys are up to. And thanks for sharing about that disastrous situation that you guys have turned (laughs) into an amazing, amazing business. And I would be really curious to see once the smoke clears, how that is valued. Cause I'm thinking that's way more than yeah. what they valued it at for sure. So hats off to you. Keep doing a great job. If people want to connect with you, what should they do? 
The easiest way is to get a hold of us probably by email would be Lottie, L-A-D-D-I-E, Lottie at Sasktel, S-A-S-K-T-E-L dot net. So Lottie at Sasktel dot net. And we'd love to connect with you, share some of our ideas with you. We have done some speaking engagements that we, we do together. If you're just looking for real estate ideas and such like that, we'd love to share what we've done and what we're thinking and where we're going. That's wonderful. one. One more thing that I want to add that's new in the last year is yeah. Lottie got his realtor license. That's right. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. I don't know how the heck you find time between <laughs> everything that you're doing, but sure you do. You yeah. can also find him at EXP, EXP right. Realty. There you go. Awesome, you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much and keep up the good work. Hey, Dave, thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you so much for having us on. So good to see you again. Likewise. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.